We are looking at Second Kings chapter 4, from verse 8 up to verse 16. 2 Kings chapter, eight, chapter 4, from verse 8 up to verse 16. And we will also go to Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and verse 8. Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and verse 8. While we're still opening, let me take this uh, opportunity to greet the wonderful Church of God in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 It is always a pleasure to be here. Uh, I don't need to be told to feel at home. I'm already at home. <laughs> because where, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Um, thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for the invitation. I really appreciate um, an opportunity to come and speak to you uh, what the Lord has deposited in me. I can assure you that I have a word from the Lord for you today. And um, you will have to follow me closely uh, because it's one of those uh, sermons where the topic at first does not match (laughs) what uh, I will say, but as we go to the end, you will then, as we are following close, you will will begin to see how it uh, comes together. We have a great topic today um, that talks about the mind. Is uh, Is your mind fatal for opportunity? What a great topic. Is your mind fatal for opportunity? So let us go to uh, 2 Kings um, chapter 4, chapter four uh, from verse 8 to verse 16. There, 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 there are a few things that I want you to note from that verse. When you, from, from, from that uh, scripture that we just read. Verse 8 says, Where was a great woman? And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great? I want you to underline that word, great woman. Great what? Woman. And then also go to verse 16, where she replies and says, No, my Lord. Oh, man of God, do not lie to thy handmaid. A great woman is saying to the prophet, no, man of God. Because the Bible says she perceived that she wa- he was a man of what? Of God. And then now she says, no, man of God, don't lie on your handmaid. Don't, don't lie on me. You know, I need, I, need, I need you to tell you the truth. You are, you are just raising my hopes on something that I know is not going to happen. Why are you doing this? Stop it. Let us go to, to 2 Timothy. Let us go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Chapter 4, verse 7 and verse 8. It says here, I have fought a good fight. 
I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but only, but all them also that love his appearing. <laughs> you know, we are, we are in a generation that knows how to fight physically. And they don't know that there is another type of fight that is spiritual. You have known Paul for so long. There are a lot of things you can say about Paul. That he was from the tribe of Benjamin, you know that. You also know Uguti is responsible for most of the New Testament doctrine. You also know that he was amongst the Sanhedrin. You also know that he was beaten thrice. You also know that at some point he was beaten by a snake. But you have never heard Paul in a ring fighting. Yet he writes to Timothy and says, I have fought a good fight. There are some wars, there are some fights that are not fought physically, but that are fought in the spirit. And you can get tired from fighting in the spirit. <laughs> Many people who fight physically don't know how to fight in the spirit. And so they usually miss the fight of the spirit because everything that happens to them, they want to respond physically. Let us pray. Father, what a great opportunity you have given me to speak to such a great people, a great church, your people. I'm humbled, and I thank you for the opportunity. As I speak to your people, may the Holy Spirit imbue all of us so that whatever I say, your people may benefit spiritually. At the end of the day, we can all say, we were with the Lord. He spoke once and we heard him cry. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Uh, when God created us, um, he did not create us to live in this jungle that we are, we are living in now, where we have so many people, you know, who are messing up in our houses. Uh, we have thousands of opinions that are coming in our businesses every day. We are the only species now on earth that don't have a place to lay our head. Because when we go home, there is this box with thousands of people who are busy talking and we don't have a time of reflection and thought. So we are controlled by these boxes that are in our houses and we, we, we are restless. In all honesty, there has never been a time when people were so rest, restless as this time that we are living in. And we, you can agree with me that the societies that we are living in now are so angry. People are just, are just angry. You know, kids are angry, adults are angry, because we have no time to reflect, we have no time to think. We, we, there's always somebody who is giving advice. There's always somebody. Whether you are alone, there's somebody with you who is telling you what to do, how to live your life, and we don't have time to reflect. 
And so our societies have become so angry. And, and, and even we have this sensory overload, you know, that we, 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 because we, don't, we are overwhelmed, we are addicted to these boxes because we, we don't have time to rest. We don't have time to rest. And because we don't have time to rest, there is something in psychology that they call IQ. There's something that they call what? IQ. IQ uh, 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 has something to do with intelligence. It has to do with space. Space in your head. How, how much space do you have? How much data do you have? How, how much can you take? All right? You, you have to accept that we cannot all take the same. We are different in our IQs. There are some who can, who, who can remember things faster. There are some who can, after, after my sermon, who will tell you, oh, no, I remember when he came, last time when he came, he was wearing a shirt like this one, and so, 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 so his shoes were like this. They, they still remember, <laughs> right, uh, ladies, especially. So, <laughs> they, 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 they have a better IQ, probably, more than men, right? They, they have a, a more, more, more data space, more, 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 more space in their head. So, Sometimes when you talk about space and IQ, there are people who have an ego that does not allow them to accept that their IQ is like this. And they pretend to be knowing or having more space than they do because of ego. That's, that's, that's IQ. So I, people with a good IQ... Uh, um, uh, they, they, they make good secretaries, you know, they, 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 they remember things fast. They, if, if, if you are looking for somebody who can be a clerk of the church, look for somebody with a good IQ. They can remember what we spoke about in the meetings and, and so forth. So the IQ uh, is, is something that almost everyone needs. You need to have an, an IQ. But outside IQ, there is also something called EQ. Okay, I'm, I'm giving you all this information for free, although you, you must be paying for it. EQ. EQ has to do with emotions. How you control your emotions, right? People, people who can control their emotions uh, much better, they, 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 they make good politicians. Like Uba. He, he, he has a good EQ. Right? No matter how much you pressure him into a corner, he will still remain laughing. And you don't know what he's, he's, he's thinking also. Right? And there are also people with a, a low level of EQ. From nowhere, they can just begin to be emotional and start crying. And you ask them, what, what is going on? I'm nothing. I'm all right. And you, you're wondering. So, it, especially men, it confuses us because we see a lot of our women doing that crying from nowhere and they are emotional and you don't know what to do and, and you are asking that person, what is wrong with you? And they just say nothing, I'm okay. But you can see you are not okay because the, 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 their EQ is very, is very low. So uh, you can, you can, you can uh, have, or let me say, you can be an intellectual giant and be an emotional dwarf. So you can have a good IQ and have a low EQ. So 
but it's something you can develop, uh, you train, you can train your emotions uh, and, and have a better EQ. Right. So you want to be intellectually mature the same way you are emotionally mature. You must balance your emotions and your intellect so that we can relate to you intellectually and re relate to you emotionally. There are some people you can relate better to them intellectually but not emotionally because of the, of the level of, of, of uh, their, their, their EQ. But there is also something else called AQ. AQ, oh, this is what we are going to talk about today. So our, our sermon is based more on AQ. AQ has to do with adaptability. How you adapt to changes and circumstances. There are people now, they lost their mother maybe 10 years back. And you start a song, number 213, it was sang so much during the service when they were burying the mother. And they will start crying. They can't move forward. They can't accept that this happened and I have to move on. This is life. Things change. They can't adapt to change easy. <laughs> so, AQ can have a lot to do with how God can use you. How you adapt to changes. It can have a lot with how God can use you. People who don't adapt to changes easily, it's difficult for God even to use them. Because they, they are still stuck in the past, the good, good old days. Life is changing. And you need to have a good AQ to adapt to the changes that life is bringing. So, uh, you might find that there are people who want to, 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 to go to the next level of life, but they don't want things to change. They want things to remain the same while they go to the next level of life, which is impossible. So that's why I'm saying AQ has something to do with how God can also use you. So how well uh, do you adapt? Uh, you, you adapt determines how far you can go in life. Um, we are not blessed because we got a house or we got a car or, 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 or something, but we are blessed when we get understanding. When we say I'm blessed, it's because you get what? Understanding. It says, it says blessed is he who readeth and understands. When you get understanding, you are blessed because you can adapt from, to, from, 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 from any situation to another. You, can, you, you have a good IAQ and so you can move from any situation to another, uh, from one level to another level. Now, let us go back to the, to, to the text there that we, we read in 2 second, in second, um, Kings chapter 4. We... I know we have this mentality that says uh, economic success means you don't have to be evangelized. When, 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 when somebody is economically well, we don't feel the need to go and evangelize them. When, when last did you preach to your doctor? <laughs> you, you don't feel the need 
to preach to people who are great, who are well up in life. When last did you have a program of preaching in Santin? You always feel we have to go to Alexandra. There's great need. <laughs> because the gospel is for the poor. And they welcome it. They need it. They need it. So, we, so, so this woman was, was a great, great woman. Well up. Because when you read the text here, it actually says, <laughs> to show that she was, she was well up, she goes to an extent of inviting his husband to say, I perceive this man, Elisha, is a man of God. And every time Elisha is passing there, she, she, she invites him to come in and have dinner, supper, whatever they are having, uh, breakfast. She, she invites him. And so she says, you know, I perceive that he is a man of God. And so you know what? Let us build a house for him. Put a desk there and a candlestick and a chair so that whenever he's passing by and he feels like coming, he can come in and relax. Somebody who is able to do that for a stranger is well up in life. Everything is going well for her. And she just perceives, okay, he's a man of God and um, I have to help him. She feels... I have to help him. I have to do something for the, for the man of God. So, people don't help you when you're efficient, in, 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 when you do things efficiently. When, 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 like mama, mama loves to cook. Every time they go, I know mom will have cooked now by now when I come home because she loves cooking. And even at a time when mama is tired, she cannot tell anybody because they have already perceived that mama loves this. So even when you need help, no one comes to your rescue because everyone perceives that you are well. Everything is, is, is alright. When you are cooking, that's, that's, that's what you love. That's what you do best. When you love going to hospital, uh, praying for others and so on, even at a time when you are sick yourself, People perceive that, ah, she's fine. And they don't feel the pressure of coming to you and praying with you because you are the one who always go, go to them to pray for them. And so they were thinking that, okay, this, this woman, everything is going fine. Um, she's, she's doing good and uh, uh, nothing is, 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 is happening or she, she doesn't need anything. And she feels she is the one who has to help the man of God. Not vice versa. Because the man of God is asking her, what is it that you want me to talk to the Lord about for, on your behalf? And she answers <laughs> and says, no, I live amongst my people. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> right? I live amongst my people. Everything on me is okay. I'm the one who can bless you by building you a house. Stay there. I'll give you food. It's not a problem. I don't have a problem when things are like that. When I'm giving you food, when you come here, ask for anything that you want. But 
Don't ask me what I want. I live amongst my people. I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know how many people in this church, the okay people that you know. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm with my family, my family and I. Ah, my lovely wife, my lovely husband. I'm okay. And then she is in the presence of a man that she perceives is a man of God. And she's in the same, same house. And Elisha is there. And, and, and Elisha is asking, what is it that you want me to do for you? And this woman says, no, everything is okay with me. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem. Everything is fine. And then she goes out. And then Gehazi then says to Elisha, there is a problem with this woman because she doesn't have a child. Sometimes the people who serve us know us best. <laughs> Elisha does not even speak to this woman. She actually, he actually asked Gehaz to ask her, what is it that you want us to do for you? And now it's Gehaz who is telling Elisha, you know what? The problem in this house, there is no child. And then Elisha says, call her. And she comes and stands at the door. And Elisha says to her, next year at this same time, you will have a baby boy. And this woman, the AQ, her AQ, the, her adaptability, had adapted to her barrenness. She was okay by being barren. That was her new normal of being, of being barren. And now this man is now raising up wolves that she doesn't want to think of. Man of God, why are you lying to me? Stop this. You don't know how it hurts to think of a son that I've been dying for all these years. And now we are raising this. Stop it. Why are you lying to me? That's, that's how, that's how, to, that's how she, she, she answers the man of God. Why are you doing this? She cannot adapt to this thing that is being proposed by the prophet. She says, no man, stop it. I am okay. I'm okay. This is my new normal. I'm now used to that I'm barren. And it's fine. Why are you raising up old hoods? There are many here who have adapted to a lot of circumstances of singleness, of being broke, of bring, being lonely. I don't know what your situation is, but there is something that you have adapted to. It has become your normal. And the Lord has a prophecy for you today. Next year, this time, things will not be the same. Instead of, re of, of, of saying amen, she says, no, 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 please, please. You're raising old wounds. You're raising old wounds. She was great at giving. 
but not so great at receiving. It was good when she's the one who is giving out things, but when it's her turn to receive, she couldn't. She could not receive. She can be there for everybody else and act as if everything is fine. So she refuses this blessing. It's normal to give to people who don't give back. But it was not going to be fair for Elisha because he is a kingdom citizen. And when you give or when you receive, you must give back. That's the principle of the kingdom. That anyone who receives must also give. So now Elijah feels that I, I am supposed to give back. <laughs> and, and this woman says, no, no. I'm also used to giving. But I can't receive because I've, I've, all my life I've been giving. I've never received. People perceive that I'm well. Everything is okay. So I, I've, I've, I've adapted to that. It's my, it's my normal. When I'm giving, it's my normal. I don't even expect anything back. <laughs> you know, it takes a lot of courage to admit you are in need. It takes strength to need. And Jesus did not minister to anyone who did not have a need. <laughs> he says, he says, there are many cities that he did not go to because of the way those people perceived him. So he just thought, okay, there is no need of me. Then he didn't go to them. He didn't minister to them. But those who had need, even when he fed the five thousand, somebody had to cry, "Hey, we are hungry." We are busy preaching, we are hungry. So he gave them something to eat because they had need. Right? Son of David, have mercy on me. I can't see. I need my sight. They had need. And it takes courage to need. It takes courage to need. She perceived he was a man of God. In her mind, she perceived he is a man of God. How can you be exposed to such blessings and remain indifferent? She perceived he was a man of God. She is exposed to such blessings and still remain indifferent because she cannot adapt. <laughs> you know, like a kid, who enjoys grandma's pies until grandmother dies and she does not have a recipe. You know, a ministry can only function to the level of your perception. <laughs> you can you can you can be the same man with the same gift and everything. But when you walk into the house where you are perceived to be something, 
it's different from when you walk in a house where you are perceived to be nothing. You have this power when you are perceived to be something. So this, this, this guy is perceived to be the man of God. <laughs> so that means this woman knew that there is a certain power with this man. Yet, she remains indifferent. When she is exposed to such great blessings, ask for anything. What is it that you want? I, I, I can't ask for this. I remember the last time when they prayed and said, and it did not happen. I remember how I was disappointed. I, I can't go back to that. I can't. I, this is my new normal. I'm okay. I'm single. I accept. I, I, I cannot try. I cannot keep trying the same thing that hurt me, that hurt me every time I try. I, I can't. I tried marriage three times. I, I, no, 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 no. I'm okay. We need to pray. I, I, I can't ask for that. I'm okay. Please pray for my spiritual life that I may grow in the Lord. <laughs> and no one wants to touch that thing that you so desire, that you need, you will hear how single people talk about men when they have been disappointed. I'm okay. I can live my life like this. It's, it's not like that's what they are saying. She's saying, I don't want to talk about that. I know what happened. This is my new normal. I don't want to go back on that route. Because I've been hurt several times. And to think of it or ask about it, I'm going to be disappointed again. So please stop. Stop lying. Man of God, stop lying. This is my new normal. I've accepted this life. I'm going to be single the rest of my life. It's good because I get time to fast whenever I want. And I... Get time to pray even in the middle of the night. When I want to do a certain course, I can do a certain course without anybody interfering with me. So I've, I've adapted to this life. This is my new normal. I accept it. You know, the other thing is that you can be married to a soul you perceive to be great. I'm married to a great man. I'm married to a great wife. And you never tell them what you need. Despite the fact that you perceive them to be great, and you never tell them what you need. Because you feel, I'll be disappointed. It's your need. And this is powerful. It's your need that releases your greatness. It's your need that releases your greatness. So she says, no, stop it, because I I I I I I I, I don't want this. You remember that song I used to play long ago? That says, now that I have cried my love 
to sleep. Please don't wake me anymore. This is, this is what this woman is saying. I've cried my love to sleep. Don't wake it anymore. You know what? I've accepted that I don't have a child. I've accepted that this is my new normal. I don't want anybody who can who will ever raise this topic again because this is this is the life that I'm living, and I've I've accepted this this kind of life. <laughs> then let's go, let's go to 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 Timothy. Let's go to Timothy so that we can close this service. Where Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have fought a good fight. In the spirit, I have fought a good fight. There is nothing you will ever... This life is about fighting. There is nothing that you will just get easy in this life. You've got to fight for everything. We fight to get into marriage. We fight to stay there. We fight to stay there. There are people who think... (laughs) This is why we have about 50% of divorce. We are told now, statistics is saying 50% of our marriages end in divorce. You know why? We fought to go in and we never fought to stay there. Because we never understood the level that when you when you when you pass the first level, the trophy that you are given is to fight on another level, on the next level. And we sit there, and the man comes from work thinking, Where is this wife that I married? And the wife is just seated there as a trophy, she is no longer fighting. Because she thought, she thought, this is all, I've, I've done it. I've managed, I've, I've been, I'm married now. There's nothing to fight for. But you don't know that because you got married, it just means you fought on the first level. Now we are on another level. You keep fighting. The, another trophy is going to come. Why you'll have to fight to get kids. And when you get them, you will have to fight again to keep them. The very child that was sitting on the car seat. The next morning is the one who is holding the car keys and he's not willing to come back home. Still fighting. Still fighting. The only time, the only time you will stop fighting is the time when your time has come. Because Paul says, my time has come. I have fought a good fight. So it's a life of fighting. From the day you are born until you die, it's a life of fighting. We always expect blessings to come as a trophy. That are now, since I've finished this level, it's fine, I can rest. Actually, what God is saying, he's saying, now I'm promoting you to fight on another level. It's a promotion to go and fight on another level. This woman saying, you know what? I'll rather risk living without a child than to need again. I don't, I don't want to need. I don't want to need again. I'll rather stay without a child than to go back to that anxiety that I had. No. 
I'll, I'll rather stay like this. So God cannot give you anything until you start needing again. Until and unless you start needing again, God cannot give you anything. Let me tell you something. Anything you get without a fight has no value. Anything that you get in life without fighting has no what? Has no value. Now this woman says to Elisha, okay, it's fine. If you say so, I receive. And then the next year came, the very same time, and she delivered. She fought to need once again. She fought. You know, you, 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 you fight to get married. After fighting to get married, you fight to get pregnant. After getting pregnant, you fight the pregnancy itself because every day you feel like vomiting there, these morning sicknesses. and You have to fight that to get into the next level. And so every day she's fighting this fight of morning sicknesses and everything until the, the baby is delivered. And she fought also when the body was, when, 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 the, when the baby was delivered. She, she kept fighting. And the Bible says, when the baby was 12 years old and they were in the field, the baby died. The baby died in the laps of his father. And the, the father just stayed there on the field with the dead body on, on his lips. But because the mother had fought, she could not just stay there and watch the, this lifeless body standing there. She says, she says, you know what? I've come too far. I'll fight again. And then the mother just takes the baby from the father's lips and starts running back to the prophet where my salvation cometh from. I'll lift up mine eyes to the Lord where my salvation comes from. And then by the gate, she meets Gehazi. And Gehazi asks, is everything all right? She answers and says, everything is well. You know, you know what? What she's, when she says everything is well, she says, I'm okay with the fight. The, the, the fight has become normal to me. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. If the devil wants to risk it, uh, to, to, to fight with me on this level, I'm okay with the fight. I'm okay, sir. I'm okay. And then she goes back into the same house. That's when she was building, she actually thought it was a blessing to the prophet where she put a bed for the prophet, not knowing that the same blessing, the same bed she had put herself was going to be the bed of the promise. And there the prophet took, took that boy and laid the boy on top of the same bed that the woman had given to the prophet. The same blessings you have given will come back to you. Shaken. Pressed down. This is what the Lord is promising. That it will be shaken and pressed down. Some more. And 
And the prophet gave back life to this lifeless boy. And this woman, from that very same day, she was now fighting on another level. Because she had passed this level of crying for dead things. Knowing that I have a Lord, I have a God in heaven who resurrects. And now she was waiting for another fight which is on another level. I have fought a good fight. This is Paul now speaking to the young man, Timothy. Timothy, I have fought a good There are days when I went, when I was hungry with nothing to eat. You know what? I fought a good fight. I, meant, I kept the faith. Yeah. I've kept the faith. There were days when I was so lonely that I was even thinking of committing suicide. But you know what? I kept the faith. I kept the faith. When things were not going well, when I didn't have money to, to eat or to pay my rent, I didn't know what to do. But in, when I lost my children, there is one thing that I kept. I kept the faith. I kept the faith. I've lost a lot. I know all, all of us here, we have lost a lot of things. We have lost a lot of things. Some of them, we have not even told our spouses. We can't even tell them. We don't know where to begin. We just cry on our own. But you know what? There's one thing you must never lose. That the devil is after. Your faith. He's not actually after your kids. He's not actually after your money. He is after your faith. And this is what Paul is saying. You know what? After fighting, there is one thing that I have kept. It's not money. It is faith. You know why? Because faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Without faith, you cannot get anything from the kingdom. So now, Paul had understood that, okay, for me to have a lot of currency, I need a lot of temptations. Because now, if I'm on this level and I have another temptation, it will promote me to another level. I have more faith. I can exchange better now with heaven. And, she, and he writes and says, we rejoice even in temptations. When there are temptations that are coming my way, I actually rejoice and say, Lord, oh, wow, so you have allowed me to pass this level. What is the next level? I'm ready. Because faith is the currency of the kingdom. Without faith, you cannot please God. There is nothing you can ask from the kingdom. And you are given without faith. But faith, we can only get it when we are when, when, when we, we, we keep ourselves fighting every day from one level to another level, being promoted from a new faith to another faith, from one level of faith to another level of faith. But one thing that we need to understand as I'm closing is that you cannot value anything that you have not fought for. If you want something to have value or not, if you want to have a mind that is fatal for opportunities, keep fighting. Keep fighting. Every, don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on, on your plans. 
Don't give up on what you need. Don't give up on faith. Don't give up on God. Keep fighting. Because Paul, at the end of the day, says, I'm waiting for my reward. That will not only be given unto me, but to all of them that love his appearing. May God bless us as we continue to need from the Lord. Because that's where our greatness comes from. God bless you.